welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast, where you'll learn how to structure terms and use various creative financing strategies to create profitable deals for short and long-term wealth. Whether you're a buy and hold investor, wholesaler, or flipper, learning creative financing will help you do more deals and unlock profits that you may not even know existed. On the Creative Financing Podcast, we break down actual deals we and our guests are doing and simplify the methods and terms used to execute these strategies. Now, let's dive in and create some terms. Hello and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Gallegos, here with... Jeff Rappaport. And Jeff, today we got a question that you uh, wanted to address specifically. So um, tell us about that question. Let's, uh, Let's explain it, clarify it, and let's dive in. So I had an investor contact me um, the last couple of days about a deal that he was working on. And uh, when we started to go through the deal, he, he, he mentioned that he listens to the podcast religiously and that uh, he heard that I said, you can make your monthly payment whatever you want it to be. And... But when he was explaining it to me, he was like, so I told her we'd amortize it over 30 years at a 4% interest rate. And so I was really confused, which actually was because he was confused. And I thought this would be a good example to try to you know, clear up some misconceptions. So, you know, the, the last thing I want is for you to listen to the podcast, think you hear something, and then go try to implement it, and it's not correct. So, <laughs> right. So but we're, we're going to use a couple of examples, at least one example, and hopefully I can clear this up. And if not, then you need to call our hotline and ask me specifically what you're not understanding. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the deal that he okay. was talking about specifically. What Single family home? It's what a duplex. That? Duplex, okay. Yes. And so the duplex, they were asking, the lady was asking $450,000. And I think, I just, I don't, the rents were low. I I remember that, but they probably could be as much as $1,400 a month. So like $2,800 total income, $450,000. Okay. That's all I really need to know right there to say this isn't much of a deal. Right. Um, she is asking too much or she's asking full, full, full retail. I personally wouldn't look at this really hard, but it's in a super good area. And he had created some, some offers to her and she had said that... That was her asking price was four fifty, and she had said that another investor had come in and offered her four hundred and fifty somehow. Okay, which I find to be a little unbelievable. Possibly yes. Um, and it, here's what I want to do. So I, I want to give you a little calculator kind of class again because I think that this is really super important. And it's not really super difficult. Okay. So, Jonathan, if we take $450,000 purchase price, right now, if you went and just got, you just said, all right, I'll pay for this. I'm going to go get a loan. What what kind of down payment do you think you're going to have? If it, just as an investment, 90000 
so Buying minimum twenty percent down. Yeah, twenty percent. Okay, at right. least twenty percent, and in some cases right now it's twenty-five or even more. Yes. Okay, but let's let's just take twenty. Okay. Okay, so if we take a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar purchase price, twenty percent of that is what? Uh, ninety thousand. Ninety thousand yep. dollars down. Right. So we would be financing how much? Three hundred and sixty thousand. All right. So, so remember, first thing is you got to have ninety thousand dollars in your pocket, or or yeah. have access to it because which and, is a huge chunk of cash. And if you're going to go to the bank, it's not just not, you can't like have someone lend you that down payment. It's got to be sourced. So, yes, uh, yeah. it has to be sitting in your bank account for at least the last two months. Yeah. So. Uh, so, but let's just let's just base this on these numbers. Okay. okay. So what I want to do, and that if you're going to use creative financing, there are just a couple of calculations you absolutely have to know how to figure out. Okay. One of them is how to amortize a loan. Okay. Now, I promise you, you can go online or on your phone and find an app that's an amortization calculator. Yeah. It is exactly the same way that. If you went to this lender and said, I want a loan, they're going to amortize it out. And I'll tell you how to do that in just one second. But you've got to be able to do this. Otherwise, the creative financing is really going to be extremely difficult for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay so when we talk about amortizing, that means that we're taking a loan amount, in this case, 360000 and we're dividing it out over a period of time. So in this case, conventional loans are how long, Jonathan? 30 years. 30 year mortgages. So we would be amortizing, in most cases, 30 years. However, when we create financing, <clears throat> we can amortize it over whatever we like. Yes. 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, 10, 8. 50. It doesn't matter, but you've got to know the less time that you go, the higher the payment becomes. Right. The more time that you amortize it out, the less the payment. The less the payment. However, the shorter the time, the quicker the principal, principal pays down. Right. Over the longer period of time, the shorter the amount of principal, principal pays down. Pays down. Okay? Yeah. Some simple rules. Okay. All right. So let's figure out what would be your monthly payment on this if you were to go get a loan. What's it, what are interest rates right now? Five. Like, Five percent, five. Well, non-owner OC. So you have five and a quarter, five. Let's call it five and a half. Five okay? and a half. Okay. All right. So we're going to take three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and you are going to enter it in as present value. Okay. Yeah. That's your principal amount that you are going to get finance. That is going to be what's called present value. If you're if you're using a uh, financial, financial calculator. calculator. So. Yep. If you're using something um, online, like you know, mortgage companies have all kinds of like, just enter in the principal value. That's fine. Yeah, it'll work. Yep. Okay. I use a, a HP 10B2. Okay. So that's what I like. All right. Five and a half percent interest rate is mm -hmm. what we thought. Okay, so we're going to enter that in. On my calculator, it's going to be I slash YR interest. Okay. okay. So Over 360 months, which is a 30-year loan, which is years. traditional, right? We're going to enter that in as N. 
Okay. That's the number of payments. It's always in months, not years. Okay. Okay. And then we're going to solve for payment, PMT. Yes. What did you get? I got 2044.04. Okay. That's what I got. Okay. So that's the kind of payment that you would be looking at on this property. Now that's just to clarify, that's just principal and interest. That is correct. So that doesn't include taxes and insurance. So keep that in mind, guys. So let me ask you a question. Now I don't remember exact numbers, but let's call it like $200 a month for taxes. Okay. What do you think insurance would run on something like this? A month, like one... 150 something like no, that. No, I don't think it'll be that high. I'm thinking more 100. like 80 bucks. 80 bucks. Okay. okay. So 180. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, 280. Yeah. Taxes and insurance. Now what else would would we be most likely paying for when acquiring um, income property? If we're going to rent it out, what what other expense do you think that we're going to have almost inevitably? <laughs> Utilities. Utilities, uh, hopefully it's separately metered, which I never got that far, but I assume it is. But what's the one cost that typically landlords pay? Water and garbage. Correct. <clears throat> so I don't know what that is, but you know, on something like this, it easily could be $150 a month. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. So Plus 50. If you add just the 280. Plus the 50. Plus the 150. Plus the 2044 what's the amount that you get? $2,374. I don't think so. I think it's more than that. 2044 plus 280 plus 280 plus 150. Oh, 150. I'm sorry. I left out the one on that one. All right. $2,474. So about $2,500. Okay. You can bring in how much on this property? $2,800. So you're like cash flowing 300, 300. and that's without any maintenance Main, so right yep is there any landscaping you know cutting any grass any snow removal um you know getting the sprinklers ready yeah all that kind of stuff that you know, is normal maintenance it's no property management guess you're going to need because if you hire property management what's it going to cost you 10 percent. so pretty much your cash flow yes right <laughs> So there's not much room here, right? Let's call it that you are getting $300 a month cash flow somehow. I'm not sure how because I don't see it. But if you times that by 12, what do you come out with? 29688 No, if you take the $300 cash oh, flow that oh, you're I'm making sorry. a month and you times it by 12, you're coming out with 3600 3, That's yeah. your cash flow for the year. Right. How much money did we put down? Ninety thousand. Okay, so we're going to take thirty-six hundred divided by ninety thousand. We this get this is our cash on cash. This return. is our cash on cash return. What what's our return going to be? Four percent. Four percent. Okay. Even in this market, I, I'm not buying property at four <laughs> percent yeah. cash return. Well, I heard if you're not making at least five, then you're losing money due to inflation. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. So and. We, we're investors. We want better deals than that. And yeah, yeah if we're trying to wholesale this, mm, uh, we, no way. There, yeah, where, where's the room? There's no buyer. Okay, so we already know, and th this is my quick and easy way to find out are they asking too much? Okay, so in our market, right there is the top, top. It's possible someone would actually pay that. 
Yeah, a retail like, buyer yeah, that's never I, bought anything to me, before. There's only two buyers that would, well, maybe three. Hedge fund, um, 1031 money that someone, has to place it, or someone that just doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe they're going to live in it, owner-occupy. And, yeah, you know, and that, it might be worth it, but they're not in it for the investment aspect. Right, right. So um, your buyer pool is much less. Okay. So that's how I want to figure out right off the bat, would this even make any sense? So we already know it's super high. Okay. So what this investor did is he said, all right, I'm going to give you $450,000. So he offered her the same amount. And he said, I'm going to give you $75,000 down. Okay. And I'm going to give you 4%. Amortized over 30 years with a five-year balloon. Okay. What does that mean, by the way? It means the, the principal balance is due after the so end the, of that five the, years. This loan is up in yeah. five years. So yes. it needs to be paid off in five years. Okay? So can we... Let's just figure this out. Okay? Same exact way that we just figured out the mortgage payment. So if we're offering $75,000 down, how much are we financing? So he again. So four fifty minus three seventy five. Correct. That's our present value. That's the amount we're financing. Okay. At four percent interest, amortized over what? Uh, Thirty years. Is that what? Thirty years. So three hundred and sixty months. Yep. What's our payment? I got one thousand seven hundred and ninety thirty one cents. That's right. Okay, so it's about $1,800. Yeah. Okay. Now, if we add in the 430, we're at, that, that's the taxes, the insurance, the, you know, what we put for water, sewer, garbage. Yeah. Okay. So we're at about 2200 and some change, somewhere in there. Yep. 2220 okay. So again, um, let, let's call it that, remember, we... We're, this doesn't include any management, nothing else. So let's call it that um, doesn't we're into it for like twenty two fifty. Okay. So we're making four hundred and fifty dollars a month. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And if we take four hundred and fifty, this is the cash flow that we. By the way, it's not going to be four hundred and fifty. So we're we're taking absolute best yeah. case scenario here. Yeah. Okay, times 12, that's $5,400 cash flow for the, the buyer per year. Right. So if we divide that by 75, that's our down right. payment, that's our cash on cash return. That's right. And that's 7%, 7.2%. So it's better. It's almost double. Yeah. Okay. However, here's where this investor made a mistake. Okay. So... Do you see what the payment would be? Seventeen ninety per month. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's not what he offered this lady. <laughs> okay, what he offered this lady was thirteen hundred dollars a month. Okay, I'm not sure where that number came from. That number works a lot better, doesn't it? I mean, now the cash yeah. flow is probably, you know, instead of four hundred and fifty, it's more like. $900 a month. Yeah. And now we could actually take into account property management. Right. But it, that payment isn't that amortized payment. 
Yeah. Okay. If you offer someone 4% down amortized over 30 years, I can't choose a payment. Right. That payment, that, I have to figure yeah, out. I have to it's, calculate it's it. It's dictated by the term and the interest rate. That's right. Okay. So, but by the way, let's, let's do one more calculation just so that everyone is clear on this. So, let's continue on with this. So, if we have a $375,000 principal balance, so four fifty dollars was $75,000 down. Yep. 4%. Yep. Amortized over thirty years, so three hundred and sixty months. Your payment is seventeen ninety thirty one. Right. What will be that balloon payment when it comes due in five years? We'd have to look at the amortization schedule. So on my calculator, all you do, you don't erase anything. You leave everything just the way it is, and you take how many months is five years? Uh. 5 times 12 is 60, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. So if I, you take 60 and you now enter it in as N, okay? okay. The same thing that we entered in as the 360 to, to get the payment. And now we're going to solve what's called future value. Okay. Because we want to know what the value will be some point in the future. So we come up with 339,178.17. Is that what you got? Yes. Okay. So let me explain what this number is. So remember, we started at 375 on day one, right? Yeah. And we get this loan, we're at 375. We're paying 4% interest. That means that every single month that we're making a payment of $1,790.31, a portion of it's going toward interest and a portion of it's going toward principal. On a 30-year loan, the principal part starts really small. The interest starts quite big. And as it keeps going longer and longer into the loan, it starts to even itself out. So the principal keeps getting bigger each month. Right. The interest gets smaller. Right. So if you actually took it all the way out to 30 years, you'd be almost paying all principal, principal. at the end. Right. But you pay almost all interest right. at first. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so what this number tells you is that, hey, in 60 months, five years from the time that we start, we will then owe 339178 which would mean the buyer, whoever that may be, has to know that in five years, I got to pay this amount off. Yes. Which means I got to find hard money, private money, or refinance this it. loan or sell it. One right. of those, one of those options. Right. So from 375, we got it down to 339. So we gained about $35,000 in principal paydown over the course of five years. It's about $7,000 average per year. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's the amortized okay solution. Okay, and I can change. Remember, I can change the down payment. Mm -hmm. I can change the purchase price for sure. You can change the interest rate. I can rate. change the interest rate. Or the and term. And I can change the term. Right. Those are all variables that I can maneuver however I like. Okay. Probably doesn't make sense to, to increase the term to get the payment less because then we, we already know we're paying a total premium for this property, right? Yes. I mean, we, we already figured that out. So... Unless we can get the term that she's willing to finance us for considerably longer, because we 
we already know that just conventionally, it's only going to pay down $35,000 in five years. Yeah. I think you're already paying $30,000 too much for this property to begin with. Okay. So we need it to reverse itself. We need, right now, it's kind of like almost upside down. So yeah. we need it to get right side up, which okay. means we want to see it pay down quicker. Okay. okay. So how can we do that? What we don't want to do is amortize it over a longer period of time. It'll, it'll pay down less. Right. Okay. Now the payment may be better, but it's not going to, the principal pay down is not going to pay down. Right. So instead <laughs> of five years, maybe we want a longer term. So we might want seven years, 10 years, 15 years. I don't know. Now, this is an elderly lady. She's not going to hang on for you know, long-term. A long period of time. She was the one that brought up five years. Okay. Okay. Um, now, what about this down payment? Is, is 75000 on a $450,000 income property, is that a good down payment? No, I don't think so. It's better than what you would get if you had to go get a conventional loan. But right. remember... And this investor wanted to wholesale this deal. Mm -hmm. So if he's going to wholesale the deal, he's got to add money on to two different places here. One on the purchase price. So already on a very high-end price range, yep. you're going to have to add more money on to that. And then on the down payment. And the same amount of money onto the down payment. So let's right. say that we we're just trying to make fifteen grand. Okay. So our new purchase price to our new buyer would be how much? Uh, so we're just adding the fifteen yep. to the the four fifty, so four sixty five. Okay, and what would be the down payment? And uh, we're adding fifteen to the seventy five. That's right. So ninety, which is about the amount that they would have to put down to go get a conventional loan. Yeah. Um, now, granted the. The interest rate is less than what they would get by getting a conventional loan, but they're basically paying retail, and we already know that there's not much room to make much cash flow. Their return on investment just went down because yeah, we they put more that. down. Yeah, so so it'd be less than that four percent. That's right. So, what other ways could we potentially structure this? to make any sense or is this like ah, never mind we we need to move on uh less money down less money down okay i like that idea what do you think would be a decent down payment uh thirty thousand thirty i'm thinking forty okay just because they're asking so much i want to try to get this principle down quickly okay so let's take forty <clears throat> Okay, so we already know where four percent is going to bring us. I mean, and actually, the payment's going to be higher if we use four percent again, amortized over thirty years, right? Yes. The principal balance is four ten instead of three seventy five. Right. So that doesn't work. Um, could we use a lower interest rate? Yeah. Certainly. Okay. So let's try it at three percent. So four hundred and ten thousand dollar principal balance. Yep. Three percent, still over thirty years. So I got a monthly payment of one thousand seven hundred twenty-eight fifty-eight. So 
pretty much that puts us pretty right close to, to where it was, where, right? Yeah. Um, so, so not the worst, um, but not the best. So we want to really be less than seventeen hundred. You know, I'd rather see it around fifteen hundred, wouldn't you? Because yes. you know, then we could actually include some potential property management. Actually, I'd rather even see it around. 1400 right okay so let's before we go back to this and I'm, I, I don't want to go too long so we'll, I'll try to wrap this up f- fairly quickly here but do you remember we've done this before where we take the income and we kind of work backwards to see what we've got to work with yeah so <clears throat> let's go through that really quick okay so if we have 2800 that's our income that we're anticipating having, right. okay? And we're going to minus out the 280, that's taxes and insurance. Okay. And we're going to minus out um, water, sewer, garbage. Mm-hmm. What does that equal? So that 50 bucks? 150. Whoop, minus one. So 2,370. Okay. Now let's also minus out... $280 for property management because okay. I don't know about you, but I don't want to manage this property. Yeah, 2090 2090 Okay, now if, if we're so going... So this, this would be considered net operating income. Kind of because um, we haven't really included any vacancy. We haven't included oh, yeah. any maintenance, no repairs. But it's a duplex. Okay. okay. If this was a five unit or above, yeah, we, we would have to go through and take into account marketing and maintenance, repairs, capital expense, yeah. um, okay. all these things. On a duplex, don't worry about it. Okay. okay? Fair enough. <laughs> so we have about $2,100 to work with here. Okay. And we've got to come up with two places where this money is going to go. One to the seller. How much money can we pay the seller to make this work? How much, whether it's us that are buying the property or we're wholesaling it to our end buyer, how much income do they need or I need to make this work? Right. So if I'm putting down about 40, if I'm buying it for myself, I might have a certain, hey, I need to make a certain amount of money on my money. Yeah. I would tell you that I wouldn't even look at doing it unless it's 15, 17, 18% return on investment. Cash on cash. Okay. So if that were the case, and I'm putting down 40,000, um, I probably have to be making So I've got to make about $500 a month cash flow to be at 15% cash on cash with that $40,000 down. Okay. okay. So if that's the case, I'm going to minus out $500 a month. Okay. So that's I have 1590. I have 1590. I can now offer the seller to as make a payment. This work. Okay. okay. So our assumption was correct. We need to be in that 15 ish range. Okay. Okay. So just, and this is what I do really quickly to just know if I'm even in the ballpark. Okay, so she's asking 450. I'm just going to take a really quick number. Let's say 400,000. 
And I know interest rates are higher than this, but um, what, what if we just go four, four and a half percent? Let's do four and a half, amortized over 30 years. What would be the payment? 4.5, calculate, 2026.74. And if we did it at four, it's like 1900, 1909. So it's somewhere between that 19 and $2,000 range. Okay. Okay, so if we're going to be around 15, 15, 50, that's really either a low interest rate amortized over a long term or principal only payments. Pay down. Yeah. Okay. So. <clears throat> That's probably where I would have to go if I felt like that's the only way I could buy this property is to give her 450. Okay. Otherwise, I got to reduce this price. Yeah. So what I would then do is say, all right, I'll give you 1550 a month. Now she's older, so maybe she doesn't really want to wait five years. So here's how you figure out principal only. Remember. If we're going to offer principal only, we can choose any payment that we want. Right. If we're amortizing, we cannot choose whatever. We want to be clear about that. Right. Okay. So let's say it's 1550 is the number. And we're going to pay her for 36 months. So just take 1550 times 36. We're going to be able to pay this down by almost 56,000, 55,800. Right. Plus, we put down that $40,000 down payment. So, when it's all said and done, it will be $95,800 cheaper than the 450. If that doesn't work, if at the end of 3 years that's not, you know, I'd want it to be at least 20 to 25% of the value that way I don't have to go put any more money down when I refinance. Yeah. So at 450, we know at 80% would be um, 360, right? Would yeah. Be the yeah. Long value. Right. But let's figure 450 times 0.75. That would put us at 337.5. That's if this property would appraise for 450. Right. But we're thinking, Three years down the road, if we're getting this kind of income, we're, we're going to make some assumptions. Not guaranteed. So let's let's try to get that principal balance down to where it makes the most amount of sense. So we really want to be at about 335 okay. pay down. So we're at 410 with that down payment. So what is, I hope everyone's able to follow this, sorry, but... Um, I'm taking the $450,000 purchase price. We've already decided on a $40,000 down payment. That leaves us at four ten. Yep, minus that fifty-five. Well, we want to we want to be at three thirty-five. So let's <clears throat> minus three thirty-five from the four yeah. ten. So that's seventy-five. We need seventy-five thousand dollar principal pay, pay down, down over whatever period of time. So if we're going to pay fifteen fifty a month, how about for four years? Because it comes out to be $74,400. Okay. Okay. So that would probably be the offer to make is maybe we could offer it for five years and get even better pay down. Okay. Because you know, obviously the longer you can get this term with no interest, 
makes it far more uh, attractive. Absolutely. But at the same time, you can make any offer, but you also want them to get accepted. So um, maybe we get some points because we can offer her her really top, top price. Uh But that's what she's making over three years, four years, five years. So she's not making any more money. There's no interest involved. Right. Okay. So that is how I would structure it. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of a difference because if you're offering someone an amortized loan, you have to figure it out based on an interest rate and a term and a term. And then you, you solve for the payment. If you're offering someone a principal pay down, no interest, basically, you can choose whatever payment you like. It's still going to have to make sense to the seller. Don't think that, I mean, $1,300, if he was able to go get that $1,300 a month payment um, for five years uh, accepted, now maybe the pay down is not that great, but the the cash flow is pretty good. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that would probably still work. Now, I think he offered way too much money down. Um, and as someone that would potentially wholesale it, I, I wouldn't ever offer that much down because I've got to add my fee to it. I want it to still be attractive for my buyer or else I'm not going to be able to move this property. And wholesale typically means fast. Right. So it's got to be a good deal for someone. Yes. Not just a mediocre deal, not like an MLS deal. It's got to be a good deal. Yeah. So last thing I want to leave you with. So I offer principal pay down stuff, not always, but sometimes. I know investors do it all over the country. However, you should be aware of something. The IRS will not recognize a zero interest loan. So if for some reason that this seller got audited and said, yeah, I've been taking principal only payments on my property, the IRS would say, no, you aren't because they don't recognize it. They don't think anyone in their right mind would take no interest. Very interesting. So they will they will actually put an interest rate to this, and it will be the lowest federal interest rate at that particular time. So I did not know um, that. So it might be two percent. It might be three percent. It's it's based on where interest rates are. So okay. it's it's always changing. Okay. So there's a potential that the the seller could have to deal with this repercussion. It's not likely. It's okay. not. But it's a possibility. And I can tell you, it's funny. We just made an offer in the last few weeks. And they he took it to his attorney. And it was um, a smaller... So we, he was looking at taking a second. Okay. Actually, no, it wasn't. What it was is short-term financing. So it was like six, eight, nine months kind of thing. And I offered him principal-only payments for nine months. Okay. Okay. And his attorney came back and said exactly this: We need it to have some interest because it's the IRS will have an issue with it. Okay. <laughs> Who so, would have thought? So just so you know, it's not like it's illegal, but there could be an issue. First of all, 
if your seller takes it to an attorney and or a CPA, you're probably going to hear that. So I wanted to make that clear. Okay. And second, that it could come back on the seller. Now, is it your fault that the seller didn't understand that? Not really, but um, it's something that you should be aware of however you want to deal with it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. That's... You taught me something new today. Well, that, well isn't that the purpose? That of this? Is, you taught me a lot new. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is, I, I want to be clear on how you're trying to structure terms because I, you know, and th- here's what happens a lot. And I've seen it. I, I've worked with people and I start to teach them things and they get so overwhelmed with all the things. Information. I remember yeah. having someone that worked with us and she went out and started talking to sellers. And she, she thought she had a grasp on all this. She was, she was just supposed to pre-screen them, gather information. But she started spitting out stuff. So we'll do owner finance. We'll give you a rent of this with a balloon. And I'm like, well, what was it? Was it a balloon? Or is it a rent? Um, lease options don't... You, know, you can't start just throwing out terms and think that they all come together. Right. Now, owner finance is different than a lease option. Lease right. option is renting. Owner finance is, is owning. Right. Lease option is rent. Owner finance is interest and or monthly payment, depending on what you're doing. Um, owner finance is principal pay down, potentially, if it's not interest only. Rent is no principal pay down, unless you give some rent credit. So, understanding... Yep. I want to be clear about amortizing, so you, know, you can't just go and throw out, I'll give you $1,300 on your $400,000 property just because right. I would like to, unless you're going to structure it as principal-only payments. Yeah, very good. And that's that's very important for uh, beginners to understand that difference um, because it's, it makes, it's either going to make the deal or break the deal. Because if you bring that to a seller, they're going to say, and, that, and they do the numbers, they're going to say, that's not right. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And uh, Or it could look like you're trying to take advantage of someone when in reality, you're just not quite understanding it yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if you confuse them, chances are they're going to say no anyway. Right. So, absolutely. So don't, don't go. I want you to be able to use creative financing, but... If you're not sure about it yet, let's get you sure about it. Yeah, yeah, you need more education. Yeah. And more practice. Doing stuff like this, Jeff, is like huge for me, just running through these numbers um, with a calculator in front of me. So anytime we do exercises like this, um, you know, the better I get at it. Well, and I don't, and I'm sitting here with you doing it. And I'm, first of all, we have not talked about this prior. Right. So I'm putting you on the spot. And I'm like, hey, Jonathan, what's this? What's this? What's this? And I, I mean, I do this every day, all day. So I, I can figure out numbers super quick. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't it. even do math <laughs> in my head. So, <laughs> so, I, and I, so I apologize because, uh, you know, uh, putting you on the spot and having you do that is like... No, you're fine. You're fine. That's, <laughs> that's okay. Um, so let me ask you this, Jeff. Yep. We'll, we'll end with this. Is there one simple formula that you can use right off the bat? I don't know what that is. And I know there's a, a ton of different um, uh, facets that you have to take into account for. But is there any like formula that you can do off 
you know, just looking at um, the principal and I mean the the purchase price and and uh, you know what you can get in rent is between those two numbers. Is there a simple formula you can you can run to like know right off the bat whether it's a deal and then have a direction in which you can structure it? Yes, I can tell you that we're working on like a calculator, which would structure things based on how I typically make offers. So that rather than me figuring all this out on every offer that you just plug in the numbers and it figures out the offers for you. That's not done yet. I don't know how it'll turn out. I'm not sure. Um, but yes, there's always an equation. The question really is, is are you trying to make everyone fit in a certain type of scenario because if you have a structured equation that's what it is yeah you're absolutely right and up till now and we'll see how it goes i i feel like our business is unique in that we will try to structure something to our sellers needs and or wants right having an equation will not necessarily do that for some it will no, but, it's not. But yeah. for, for the mass, it depends. Are you trying to do things quickly and get it out to the masses? Or are you dealing with a more select group that you're trying to cater directly to them? And that's a question that everyone has to figure out in their own business. And maybe it starts out one way and it grows to another. Um, but we're looking into it because, yeah, it is a good amount of work. Um, so I don't want to always... Do this amount of work uh, for every offer. Plus, guess what? Not every offer gets accepted. So yeah. sometimes it's done for nothing. Yeah. And I guess for me, um, when I'm looking at deals, just kind of right off the bat, like, I mean, it's it's an easy equation if you're flipping the property, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess I, I try to, I guess I'm looking for a way to kind of do the same thing okay, with, with seller financing, well, just that, like a quick and dirty, I let, guess. Let, let me let me throw out something to you then, because um, I asked the same question of the guy that brought this, okay? And I think it's the question that you have to ask yourself right off the bat. What am I going to do with this property? So if it's you, are you going to rehab it? Are you going to buy and hold it? Do you have some other exit strategy? For us, it's more of how, who is going to be our buyer? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a rehabber? So are we buying it cheap enough where someone can come in, rehab it, and be able to sell it? Maybe not. Okay? So that can be eliminated or accepted very quickly, right? Right. We, we know where... We need to be at least vicinity-wise for someone to be interested in a rehab. Second would be, all right, is it close enough that maybe not for cash we could buy it, but could we do short-term financing where we could either wholetail it or rehab it? So maybe the property's in not terrible, it's in livable condition, just dated. Mm-hmm. So could we still buy it cheap enough on short-term financing where we could then go put it on the MLS and sell it to someone else that would live in it and be okay with it not being fully updated. Yeah. Okay. Third would be, is it a buy and hold? 
if it's a buy and hold, just like what we were just talking about here, what kind of return on investment are we looking for? Or what kind of return on investment is our buyer looking for? Yeah, yeah. Um, if someone tells me on this property, yeah, I'll finance it, but I want $200,000 down. Okay, there's one, there's literally two options that I can provide and that's it and they're long shots. That down payment to a wholesaler and to a buyer to some degree is crucial. Yeah. Crucial. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to keep my down payment less because as a wholesaler, that's where I'm getting paid. Right. And when I start getting to the point where I've got to get a lot, a lot of money from someone, my buyer pool shrinks. Absolutely. So in this case, let's say that they wanted $200,000 down. I'm either looking back and you'd have to go back and because I'm not going into this. A seller carry back with subordination. Okay. <laughs> if it was, there was a low amount owed on it or nothing owed on it, free and clear. Mm-hmm. Or I could show them how they could borrow the money on their property and then we would structure some kind of financing. Those are the only two options. Right. So if they're stuck on a huge down payment, that's it. That's all I can offer. Okay. Right. Um, And then the last way that I would look, so we had rehab, hotel, buy and hold. Uh The last way is probably not as much on income property, but single family. Could I, would my end buyer be an owner occupant? Would I be tailoring this to an owner-occupant? Now, these are kind of my favorite because as an owner-occupant, if the property is in good to excellent condition, here are the issues that I, I'll pay you top price. I might even pay you more than what it's worth. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I could even do it fairly short term, like three years. Right. Three years is where I want to be. Um, three to five is like, most sellers are okay with that. That's what I think I need for my buyers. Um, as long as the, the interest rate's not ridiculously high, the, the payment's not ridiculously high, I'm good with that. Yeah. And now I just have to make sure that down payment's not overly, because I'm going to raise the price. Yeah. Offering these kind of terms allows me to raise the price. Yeah. And I get to collect the difference and what I'm buying it for and what I'm selling it for, I just need to go find the owner occupant. Yeah. Which is a little different marketing. We won't go into that right now, but yeah. Huge gold mine. Huge. Yeah. And there's a huge buyer pull out there for those, those owner occupants. It's because not being addressed enough. Yeah. Well, you certainly threw a lot of information at us <laughs> in a short appear a short amount of time. So Guys, if you are so confused right now, don't don't think that you're the only one because you're not. <laughs> um, any any newbie out there, this might be a lot for them to take in. So you know, just take little pieces at a time and try to run formulas in your head, or you know, using a calculator on paper just to practice this stuff. Um, I don't know what else advice to give, but <laughs> uh, uh, definitely re-listen to the episode over and over again until you kind of get the key uh, concepts that Jeff is teaching here. And f- certainly listen to it a number of times because I bet you'll pick up some different things each time. But at the same time, 
this is a 30 minute, 40 minute kind of deal. If you think you're going to learn creative financing in 30, 40 minutes, I mean, give yourself a break. This is a process. (laughs) We're going to keep going. There'll be things that you get right away. There'll be things you don't. Maybe all of a sudden it'll click in a different episode than this. We've given a lot of information over the last, what, 25 episodes? Yeah. You don't have to become an expert in every aspect of it all at once. Right. Pick something that's of interest, focus on that, expand it from there. Great advice. Great advice. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate your ear. We want your feedback, guys. We need, you know, in order to keep bringing you valuable content, um, we need to know what you guys are after. So uh, leave us a message either on the Creative Financing Podcast website or uh, we do have a hotline that you can call. You can leave a comment there or uh, if you have a question, a specific scenario, uh, please let us know. That's 877 877- 4098090 again 8774098090 or again you can reach us at www.thecreativefinancingpodcast.com until next next time guys create some terms Thanks for listening to the Creative Financing Podcast. We need your feedback to continue to bring you the best strategies in creative financing. So please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate your ear and please pass this on. Until next time, create some terms. This show offers general information on creative financing strategies and real estate investments. Nothing contained herein should be considered personal, legal, or financial advice. Every state has individual laws governing the use and type of documents used to execute strategies discussed herein. You should consult with a local licensed real estate broker and attorney before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed, and opinions of the guests are their own. Profits are not guaranteed, and there's always inherent risk in real estate investing.